Welcome to the Weekly Hijack. Hola. We're back for more of Season 5. This episode was called... The Lie. Episode 2. Episode 2, which uh, coincidentally was a recent episode, at least of this recording, of our main podcast, Zero Old Trains of Thoughts. Yes, which you should go listen to. We named the episode the same thing, The Lie. Episode 116, if I remember right. Yes. So, uh, yeah, we talked about Lost a, a fair bit. So, again, Zero Old Trains of Thought, your premier podcast for all uh, things storytelling. But uh, tonight, this is the Weekly Hijack, and we're talking about Lost. The episode of the lie, as we just said. <laughs> Welcome to the weekly hijack. <laughs> well, uh, rewind. Well, well, we're skipping in time. Okay, here we go. <laughs> we should just chop this up and reorder it and throw it out and see what happens. That <laughs> may be a bit too much. So, so anyway, Janelle, what, yes. did, what did you think of uh, the lie? You're a resident newbie. Interestingly, the choice that Hugo made is exactly what I would have recommended. <laughs> I would have, because Ben's saying this is the only way you can stop lying. Or I'm offering you the one thing you want, uh, mm-hmm. which is to be able to stop lying, which is what Ben does. <laughs> and and I was thinking, no, you don't have to do that. You can just start telling the truth and go face the cops and and tell them stuff. Although I didn't exactly think I'd recommend that Hugo lie about having murdered people. <laughs> uh, but uh, anyway. That's an interesting point there. <laughs> yes. Ironic. <laughs> I mean, I see what he was trying to do. He was trying to keep himself safe from going back to the island in prison sounds pretty uh pretty safe way to do that right otherwise the episode stopped and i thought uh oh, that was another hour of viewing and i i've got like only a smidgen <laughs> further of understanding of what in the world is happening with the island and with these people or maybe more like not at all <laughs> Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Things move forward, but like in some ways, it's kind of maintaining the status quo in terms of like island skipping, unpredictable, who shows up, where do people show up? Yeah, all this kind of stuff. A lot of character interaction. You know, Kate and Son had interesting Conversation. conversations. In some ways, this was kind of a Hurley focused episode. At least mm-hmm. he got a lot of the pathos scenes in yes. this one, as opposed to just plot progression, which, which, which was nice to pay. You know, to kind of. Sometimes people are like, why are we lost? You know, that scene at the beginning about why are we doing this? And Hurley's basically like, guys, what are, what are we doing? You know, he's always kind of the, the heart of Lost in many ways. And for the audience or for just the castaways in general. And we talked in episode 116 of Your Real Trains of Thought about the consequences of the lie. Mm-hmm. And this episode dealt a lot with that. And um, a lot, in some ways, this is a lot of fallout from what we saw throughout season four, mm-hmm. or at least that particular aspect of it. Starting with even like a flashback, weirdly enough, to being on the on Penny's boat yep. and basically talking about all this stuff. I, I do love with her, like, I'm going to remember this. Saeed, someday you're going to need help, but I won't. And the first thing we see is <laughs> Hurley helping Saeed. That's the sort of guy Hurley is. Yeah, you can't make those kind of ultimatums no. stick. And then we had uh, Anna Lucia show up. Oh, yes. And a fake police car. A fake police car. That took you by surprise. Uh, Yes, it did. (laughs) What are you doing, Hurley? (laughs) You can't just stop. (laughs) Uh, Oh, and Libby says hi. Oh, man. What a... Ouch. Ouch, indeed. What a strange life Hurley leaves. His parents are awesome. Yeah, it was cool to see... Yeah, cool to see interaction with both of them here. I mean, that... His conversation with his mom, she's like... I believe you. I don't understand you, but I believe you. <laughs> that was very gratifying. Mm-hmm. I don't have much respect for Hurley's dad, but I do appreciate that he he did what Hurley asked. 
He did. And yeah. he said, like, Jack, stop harassing my son. <laughs> yeah. Well, and, and honestly, Hurley, for pretty much his entire storyline, has been wanted to be, be believed and not be considered crazy. Mm-hmm. And this episode played with a lot of that. And the fact that his mom finally, after all the other crazy things Hurley has said about numbers and stuff, here she says, okay, I, I believe you. I don't know exactly all what you're talking about, but I, I believe you. It's, it's interesting to me. Him explaining to his mom what happened on the island, I think is probably what outsiders think anytime anyone <laughs> talks about Lost. <laughs> like, what are you talking about? <laughs> Uh, yeah, it's it's a really fun scene that way. Kind of self-aware, like, yeah, we know we're kind of crazy. <laughs> Meta humor. Yes, yes, indeed. Random humor that I thought was funny, too. Like, are you looking for your pills, Jack? Yeah, I th- flushed on the toilet. I, I, I was going to do that. I, that's what I figured. What yes, I figured. of course. Of course, that's what Ben, ben, ben just being he, helpful. He's a, he's a humanitarian. Yes. Oh, brother. <laughs> he's so kind-hearted. Yeah. Like, who who wouldn't look at that face and, and uh, be calmed? <laughs> or throw a hot pocket at it. <laughs> what do you, right. speaking, speaking of humanitarian, not, again, he's a liar in many ways. But I thought it was an interesting little wrinkle in Ben, where the, the butcher lady... Hmm. Like, oh, Jack, and he's like, hey, he's been through a lot. I don't know. I felt like that was a legitimate, like, him defending Jack. Yeah, that's an interesting point. He didn't have to do that. No. I mean, he's still bad, but... Yeah, it's an interesting moment of humanity for him. I mean, particularly considering how he treated the survivors when they were on the island. I think he has empathy for anyone who's suffering from island issues, because that's what he suffers from. Hmm. It's an interesting theory. So, yeah, yeah, that, that, that was an interesting character moment. And obviously he's part of this larger plan going on. I mean, that's one big thing I think slowly revealed in this one. We were guessing in the last episode that there's he's invested in a larger... He has people. Off-island, yeah. Off-island. Which we kind of knew, but it was interesting to see him interact with them. Well, yeah, but we didn't know. I mean, yeah, that's true. Because he's I, not necessarily in charge of the island anymore. Well, well that's true. Well, he is probably because there's probably been no communication from the island for these three years. Well, hmm, that's an interesting point, yeah. I mean, basically, we saw in the basement of the church who was searching for the island. Looks like she was kind of trying to pinpoint where it is. Do you see all the different locations it's been? Yeah, that was kind of neat. Yeah. It's kind of been all over the map. Literally. <laughs> Literally. The it, Yeah, that, that whole scene of like the math equations and the computer and the crazy time <laughs> pendulum It's all thing. 80s computer. I like... <laughs> they can't upgrade it because apparently Dharma had it working. Oh, uh, I guess that, that would make some sense in a weird way. In a weird way. But yes, it was the mysterious lady from the Desmond episode flashes before your eyes. No, Desmond. You you have to go to the island. You have to, yeah. Yeah. What in the world? Which I remember when she showed up being very satisfying. It's like, yes, because she was such a weird character. Yeah, you win something. Like, that was in the middle of season three, and I hadn't seen anything from her since. And then to finally see her show up again, it's like, yes, please, who is this strange person? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was that was exciting. I remember the other satisfying thing when this episode first came out, thinking, man, this Neil guy is really annoying. <laughs> I, I, I kind of hope he dies. And then a flaming arrow appears in his chest. Yes. It was, it was very satisfying. Instant gratification. <laughs> in that respect, yes. Moss can give you a, a little bit of that. Yeah. So, our, this might be getting myself, but was there a flash this episode? That is a good question. Maybe there had to have been one, but I don't think we saw one. Why did there have to be one? Well, okay, and I might be wrong, but last time we saw things, was it, no, 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 there doesn't. 
He was talking to Desmond, and then there was a flash. And then the there was a flash. Okay, yeah. I, I got you. Yeah. Okay, yeah. that ma- that makes sense for next episode. Yeah, I don't think there was a flash no, until the very end. I had just couldn't figure out how those guys got there if we were still in Desmond era. Yeah, no, we're not. Okay, anymore. okay, yeah. I got you. I feel, well, huh, I'm trying to remember how this worked. <laughs> the flaming arrows, I feel, are the, yeah, I think the flaming arrows are the others. Yes. If I remember right, um, of that era. Yes, I believe that's right. And I think the guys in army suits, they're affiliated with them too? I'm trying to remember. <sighs> Jughead, feel- the, the, the army guys, the one who brought think, Jughead? Yes, and that's, in, oh, you're right. But I feel like there's connections, though. I think this is early era, and then those guys become connected with the others. Could be. We'll have to see. Next, next episode's a pretty important episode. Well, they're all important. This oh, yeah. Is next episode Jughead? Jughead. Jughead. Yeah. That starts the... Was, that, that Chekhov's gun. Yeah. Was did the guy who, who was... Okay, here's the question with that. Was the guy who was threatening to cut off Juliet's hand, Was did he have a British accent? Yeah, I think, yeah. Okay, so yeah. it is that guy. Yeah. Okay. All right. Um, I'm pretty certain. I'm from a memory, yes. Okay. Um, da, 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 da. So yeah, the the flaming arrow attack. I always had a beef with the Lost Riders about this. This is this is somewhat spoilery, but it kind of is self-explanatory. At this point, we won't see a lot of the other castaway survivors who aren't main characters. It's basically the last time we see. It's the last time we see a lot between of them. the arrow attack and probably just the repercussions of the. Of the flashing. Yeah. There's probably some that also, that did get away from the arrow attack, but died because of... Oh, there's a few people, though. We know got, got away. Well, yeah, but that's, it. that's why I said anyone yeah. who's not main character. Main character, yeah. Or, um, which, which always bugged me a little bit that they... I mean, if you look at seasons one and two, especially, there's a lot that's about the castaways as a main body, and then they they just they wind up just kind of killing I, off I everyone mean, who's not a main The problem actor. is, realistically, it's unfortunate... Plot-wise, I get it because they just don't have time. I mean, yeah. with the way they were setting up the season, they had to streamline it as much as possible. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's one. It's it's simply a plot device. Yeah, it it, it um, is, and it's it's unfortunate. I mean, I guess if I was if I was the type that would do this sort of thing, I could write fan fiction about the survivors who got away and and lived out like some other people we know yeah. who just basically avoided all the yeah. the chaos of the island. Mm-hmm. But. Yeah, anyway. This was the Eddie Kitsis and Horowitz episode. Oh, okay. Yeah, which they've, they, they've done a history, of, they have a history of doing early episodes. And I have to say, they, they tend to do, like, I believe you and other such, you know, mm. heartfelt things. They do, they do pretty well in Lost. Yeah. I think they wrote the Libby episode, by the Libby episode, I mean the one, well, uh, Dave. Oh. I, I feel like Dave mm-hmm. was one of theirs. The one where Libby talked Hurley off a cliff. That might be. I, I could th- see that. I think. I'd have to double check. Saeed plays uh, Weekend at Bernie's all episode. <laughs> Easiest acting job ever. <laughs> Being a, a comatose guy who had taken two tranquilizer, two or three tranquilizer yeah. darts. Uh, <laughs> I love Hurley smile when he just goes back to surrender his belief. He, he, please, he's just like, ha ha, got you, Ben. <laughs> yeah. Not yeah. many people want up Ben like that. No, that's true. That's true. I'm not sure it's really the best choice in the long run, but it's a completely understandable yes. one. Yes. What do you make of Caden's son's conversation? It's very, it's, it, it felt to be very tense, and I wasn't sure if that was on purpose or not. It was weird, because at first you thought someone was setting her up for, like, I've been holding this grudge against you, and then she's like, but I don't blame you. But is she also just trying to make connections for, I mean, find Ben? You know, he, she's asking about Jack and stuff. 
I, I feel like there's all. Uh, I don't. Ulterior, I, I really don't motives. remember. But I feel like there's some ulterior stuff going on. But I could be wrong. It's hard to say. She did say she had business in Los Angeles. And granted, in some ways, it's just Los Angeles is a convenient place to go from. If you're going from London to Korea. No, no. She was. Well, she was going to. That's when Whitmore stopped her when she was going to L.A. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, well, I don't know. I'm not sure if the best way to. Now I think about it. I'm not sure if the best way to get to Korea from London was through L.A. or not. I think he has business probably. Could be. I mean, she, is she, in charge she of, has actual business in yeah. L.A. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll see. I'll be curious to see what else gets going on there. I mean, basically, it sounded like Sun was insinuating Kate should do something potentially violent. And Kate's like, well, she gets all defensive. Mm-hmm. Like, who do you think I am? And I don't know if that's like remnant of having been, you know, a known fugitive for so long. Yeah. But, yeah, I mean, it's, in, it's interesting Sun kind of insinuating such things when... She's kind of getting in bed with the devil, to use mm-hmm. a, a an odd idiom. Yeah. But, yeah, I don't know. Any thoughts on this episode, Natasha? Way over there in the corner, who you'll probably sound way, way off mic, but I'll ask you anyway. <laughs> I don't know. It was, it was okay. It was okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. No deep thoughts tonight? No. Okay. All right. Anything else? I think I feel like we've covered most of the highlights here. No. I just, I guess, random, random thing. What was Ben putting in his bag? In his bag, he got out of the grate. And he didn't like. He didn't want oh. Jack to see. So why hmm. we'll watch that? I don't. I don't even know. I have no idea. That's a good question. He didn't want Jack to notice. Maybe it was uh, more candles for the church. <laughs> <laughs> there are a lot of candles. In now that here's place. my. Well, we don't. We won't go there. We're real stuff. So we'll just watch. Well, we'll watch Jughead next and see what happens. You have a question that you think it might be answered next episode? Yes. Okay. Yes. Right. Well, we'll see. We'll see what's uh... about about Desmond going to Oxford. Oh, okay. Well, yeah, we didn't yeah. really touch on that episode. But just so because, just because everything's happening in L.A. Oh, true. Hmm, true. That's a good point. Yeah, we'll see. It'll, yeah. it'll sort itself out. Yeah. Thank you for listening to the Weekly Hijack, an episode of Jughead, which is all about the Archie comics, obviously. Yes, exactly. uh, obviously. <laughs> Until next time. This is Tim. This is Nick. And everyone else, our lovely little wives, who are here too. But until next time, bye bye.